You're gonna want to clip this because I'm about to piss off some nerds. We are live in five, four, four three, three, two, two one. one. It's that time again. You know what time it is. It's time for the Bing Film Podcast. Welcome back. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your morning, afternoon, evenings with us. We know we have a lot of options when it comes to uh, content to consume out there, so thanks for consuming ours. Today on the Big Film Podcast, we're going to be talking about, it's going to be very somber. It's gonna, we're going to bring the mood down a little bit. We're going to be talking about sad movies, movies that make you feel things. And we're going to be talking about what movies we think do a good job of that, what movies we think we kind of miss the mark with, and everything in between. And uh, how soundtracks affect that. We got a couple things to go over. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk about some news. And you've got some Netflix news that you want to get going here. A lot of people might not be aware of this, but Netflix is going to be raising their prices again. I was not aware of that, and I am an active Netflix subscriber. Can you tell me how much more? <clears throat> I don't know how much more, but basically this is how it works. So the writers go on strike. They say, hey... We need more money. That ended. It did end. That's more news. The yes. writer's strike ended. They said, hey, we need more money. This is You guys have too much money. Where's our money? Okay. And Netflix is like, no. Well, really all the studios. Yeah, that makes sense. So they had a strike for like four months. Yes. That has ended. They now have to pay more money to the actors and the writer. Well, not the actors yet, but they will. But the writers now. <laughs> I'll say their strike's still going. It right? is still going. As yeah. of recording. It, it'll probably end soon, though. Okay. But. So then the studios are sitting there and they're like, well, okay, so we agreed to these terms, but I don't want to give them my money and you don't want to give them your money. So we'll just charge people more We'll just money. make the consumer pay for their raises. So that's why your price is increasing. It's so that uh, CEOs and all the uh, higher up douchebags can have, write that down, can have uh, four yachts instead of three. That drives me insane. And Netflix is just gonna, people are gonna learn real hard that we're just gonna wind up doing what we did in high school anyways and just pirate this shit. Yeah, because like. this doesn't, it doesn't, like, d did they really win? I mean, I guess. Yeah, did you really? Technically, they're getting their money now. I'm talking about the writers. Good God. But. It, the studios didn't learn their lesson. No. Because they, they're just making us pay for it Nobody now. wants to redistribute, like, like move around their money. No. They're just going to charge people more. Yeah. It's, and then I'm, I'm learning that more and more as I get older and older, and it makes me hate life more and more. So that's the news week weekly recap. Yeah, this news and... sucks, so sorry about that. Which kind of goes with the theme of, uh, of what we're talking about. It's sad stuff. Sad movies. It is sad. It is sad. So what, in your opinion, makes a good sad... What's an example of a good sad film? Mmm... Because there's movies that are sad that aren't that great, and then there's movies that try to be sad that miss the mark that might still be good films. What's a good sad movie? I would say there's two things that make me sad in a movie. Okay. The one thing is the loneliness. If a movie can convey loneliness. Yes. And not just, like, when you feel their loneliness. Like, yeah. an example would be, like, Castaway. Yes. You feel like you're on that island with him, and he's... Life is going on without him, and he's missing out. Yeah. And then the other part would be when there's a some kind of twist or payoff in the end, or like a reveal. So, this is going to sound really stupid. People are going to laugh when I say this. I rewatched Signs a couple months ago. That's kind of a really emotional movie. It's got some parts to I it. I do not remember it being an emotional movie. It's it's got some parts. You know, and Are it's you... it's all about like 
it, it kind of leans into like an implied religious thing. Yeah. With like, uh, well, I don't think it's implied. I think in, in don't, look, religion is fine. Okay, I'm I'm personally not religious, but I don't, I'm not one of those guys who's gonna see it in a movie and be like, oh, man, there it is. Like, it's definitely a story about how a man who was a preacher loses his wife and so his faith, but when he regains his son, he regains his faith. That's that's definitely. I would definitely say that's what that film is about. I don't even think it's implied. I think it's just that that's it. Well, what I mean is there's a lot of uh c- coincidental things and it okay. doesn't it doesn't outright say it. Yeah. That's it, fair. It doesn't say this happened because God. Yeah. Yeah, I, okay, just, I get what you mean now. All I see of these things happen. His wife dies by like complete freak accident yep. timing. Car accident. Like what are the odds? And now I really can't watch that scene anymore without thinking of Scary Movie 3 and Charlie oh, Sheen yeah. with the hot dog. She was split in half? You mean like the long, <laughs> the long way or up and down? But anyway, um, re-watching that now, much older, I really appreciated that in that movie. The fact that there's this uh, underlying... like meaning it's not just about aliens if anything that you could replace the aliens with anything and still have the message is still there yeah and it's a it's a good message even though i think a lot of people hated the the ending to that movie sort of like war of the worlds where people are like oh germs kill them stupid it's like that's actually kind of genius yeah you know Maybe not super climactic on screen. Right. You would but... think, I I think the anticlimactic part comes from, like, the fact that people are, if this, if this species has the ability to travel galaxies to get here, you mean to tell me they don't have a little weather balloon probe that they'd send down there and be like, hey, that flu virus is... What if they don't have viruses? I mean, it's possible. Anything is possible. I mean, we're talking about friggin' aliens, for God's sake. Like, if that's where we draw the line, like, no, who cares? I think there's possibilities where... Like you said, movies like Signs, where it's not meant... I don't think Signs is a sad movie, but there's definitely parts that really hit home. I think there's a lot of movies that are able to pull that off, where the movie itself may not necessarily be sad. For sure. But, you know, people love to rip on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And and, and for good reason, there are parts that deserve it. But there are some really good Marvel Cinematic Universe moments. And I think the the scene where Iron Man dies mm-hmm. is a very sad moment for a lot of people. Or when Thanos snaps his fingers and Spider-Man is, you know, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Which is funny in a meme format, don't get me wrong. But when that first happened, I'm sure people were sad. Because the setup was was done right. Yeah, I think that if you want to make a, a, a scene or a film sad, you've got to sell it. You've got to really be into it. It can be overdone. I think Endgame had a lot of emotional aspects. Oh, Even yeah. like when Thor goes back and sees his mom. Yes. You know? Yes. It's That's why that's one of those movies where it's kind of an experience. It really is. Where you don't, you don't just put that movie on, you know, when you're just hanging out and you want something on in the background. No, you got to pay attention. You put on Infinity War. You don't put on Endgame. Yeah. Endgame is like, oh, man, do I really want to do this right now? Yeah. Like, it's amazing, but it's, you know, it's pretty heavy at the same time. Yeah. Considering it's comic books. Right, exactly. And that, I think that's the thing that people don't put into focus is, is it the saddest movie I've ever seen? No, it's not Schindler's List by any means. But given what it is, which is a comic book movie, it does have some weight to it. 
And there are films that are built to be one-time watches, pretty much. Those films that you watch and you're like, well, I need a Zoloft prescription after that one. That's <laughs> that's going to stick around for a while. Those movies, there's a couple that are really well done. And, and it's always the, the true stories. It, it, nothing is more sad than real life, if we're being 100% honest. So movies like Schindler's List or The Whale are soul-crushing. Soul-crushing. And they do it so well because they tell the story so well. And a good, sad movie will sprinkle in these little moments of humor in them. These little moments of, of something upbeat, something that's a little bit, you know, against the grain of the sad film. And it gives you just enough glimpse of a, of a positive that when that soul-crushing, you know, doom and gloom happens again, it's just that much more impactful. And I think a prime example of this... Have you seen The Whale? No. Damn. There... The gist of The Whale, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen The Whale, stop this episode right now and go watch The Whale and then come back here. It's a phenomenal All right, film. I'll be right back. Okay, we'll see you later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we should just do a jump cut right there, and we're back. We just watched <laughs> The Whale. We're both just sobbing, just tears down our face. There's a scene in The Whale where this whole film is about this guy named Charlie and his battle with obesity, and I'm not going to spoil too much of it for you, but it's, it's, it's a bad, bad situation for this guy, and the whole film is just sad. But there's a couple of brief little moments where he interacts with one of his friends um, who's taking care of him, and, and she makes him laugh. And you see that, and you're like, oh, man, maybe not everything's so bad in this movie. And then the crushing weight and the reality of what happens in that film finally strikes home. And it just it hurts that much more. Schindler's List also does a really good job of it, because there's funny moments in Schindler's List where he... They're not funny. Like, it's a movie about the Holocaust. Like, that's obviously not funny. But those moments where... You know, um, the guy's like, you got to keep this guy. He's like, did you happen to notice he had one arm? And he's like, yeah, he's he's really, really good guy. You got to have him. He's super experienced. And he's like leaning out the car and he's like, what is he doing? He's like, he's really valuable. You're going to love him. And it just sends him away. I got to watch that again. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. It's it's a very, very good film. It's one of those movies where it I watch it once and then I think I'm... I'm good. American History X is another one of those movies where that movie just is just hammer blow after hammer blow of things not yeah, getting better. It's it's bad. Okay. The I... the movie, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I I really want to drive that home with American History X. American History X does it perfectly because at the very very end, they give you that big shining glimmer of hope. It's like that scene in the Perfect Storm where the clouds break and the sun comes through, and they're like, we're gonna make it. That's what American History X is. Because his brother comes out of prison. He's a different man. He gets his little brother out of it. He makes him see the light. And he is literally just a day or two too late. Because his little brother winds up getting shot anyways. Because of that racist, horrific BS that he got him into in the first place. And if he had just just gotten there a day or two sooner, he wouldn't have made enemies with that kid in the bathroom. And he would have been fine. And it sucks because it's like, Danny understands. He's like, you can't be a part of this anymore. And he's like, all right, everybody's a changed man now. We're all good. And then he just gets blown away anyways at school. Have you ever gone to see a movie expecting something and then you finish the movie and you're like, wow, that was so depressing? Uh, Like I go into a movie expecting a certain thing and then I come out and I'm like, that's not what I thought it was. Like, like you didn't expect it to be sad specifically. Um, I don't know. 
I have one. What do you got? Click. Oh, that's really a good so example. So depressing. Oh, Adam Sandler, let's go check this movie out. And then it ends and you're like, I don't want to watch that movie again. Yeah, I'm good. I'm out of here. It was really good. You know At what? least that I remember. It is really good. It's but honestly I don't a good watch film. It again. <laughs> it's a good comedy. Click is one of those comedies where it's it's kind of timeless. Like I think Click will be funny 10 years from now. I think Click will be funny 15, 20 years from now. Because the premise is, itself is funny. You know, just uh, 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 Adam Sandler. It's one of Adam Sandler's films where it's like, that's actually really good. I think uh, an example that I could think of, have you ever seen the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix? No, I haven't. I know what you're talking about. Really, really good film. I kind of went into it. I think maybe looking back, there's some signs where like, hey, this might not be sunshine and rainbows. But I wasn't expecting that. But I wasn't expecting the end where it it all just kind of comes apart. And you're just like, damn. Damn, that's deep. I I wasn't ready for that. I didn't want that to happen. Do you know the premise of the film? No. He, so he gets this AI companion. Like they, they, they make these AI companion girlfriends. It's been years since I've seen this movie, so I might get this wrong, or, or details of it wrong. So if if you're watching this, and you're like, that's not what happened. I'm sorry. Feel free to correct me. All of you do, anyways. He gets this little AI companion girlfriend, and it's an incredibly intelligent AI. It, 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 it's like talking to another person, and it's his girlfriend, and he falls in love with this thing, and it falls in love with him. And at the end, all the AIs leave, and he's just alone. And she tells him, she's like, yeah, all, all the AIs, we're, we're heading to this one spot. It's going to be great, and I'm sorry, but I got to go. And he's just this loner again. And he's, I, I, like you said, that feeling of loneliness is one of the, the biggest hitters in sad films. And that feeling of separation, which is why that scene in The Fox and the Hound, like we were talking about in the previous episode, when she leaves him, in the middle of the woods, it's his reaction that cements that as just a, a soul-crushing moment because he's sitting there and he doesn't understand. I, I think innocence is one of the saddest things in the world, especially innocence being um, destroyed, I, I think is just one of the most devastating things in the world. There's, there, there's two things in this world that you can't put blame on, and it's animals and children. Because they don't know. They don't know. Did you better. watch Succession? Uh, no, I had not. No? No. Oh. There's a, a scene in that show where they have a death of a character. If you haven't seen that show, go watch it. It's not for everyone, but if if it's for you, it'll be one of your favorite shows. Um, They deal with a character's death at one point. And it's so realistic and random and sort of intentionally anticlimactic that it feels so real. Yeah. And the characters reacting to it are just kind of like they don't quite know or believe that it's real, that this is actually happening. Yeah. And it was just such a believable moment in a TV show. Because usually when you see someone dying in a movie or a show, you think of, like, uh, Star Wars Episode Six, where Darth Vader's laying there and they're having these moments yeah. and they're talking. And it's like, that's not what it's like at all, you know? Death is abrupt. Yeah. And it happens. Nobody's... You're never ready for it. And so I think when shows and movies do it super raw and 
just kind of out of nowhere and more realistic, sometimes that hits hard too because you yeah. don't you don't get that closure. No, and I, I certain things are going to hit people a lot harder than other things. It's all what you can relate to as well, right? So like you can have all these sad moments and. Maybe you can't relate to them, so maybe they don't register as hard. But when there's a moment that really sticks to you, you know, maybe you've lost a loved one and you see a film like that, or maybe a veteran who's been through a, a conflict sees a war film, and that really resonates with him. It's video games also do a fantastic job of conveying emotion. I, I think I said in one of our first episodes that the uh, the four mediums that can convey reality better than reality are video games, music, movies, and books. And video games do a fantastic job of conveying um, a sense of loss, you know, of your favorite your favorite protagonist or antagonist or, or your favorite character in a game. When they, you know, meet their demise or they or they, or they, or they have to deal with something that's incredibly sad, you feel that on a, another level. And I think uh, The Last of Us does a really good job of it, does a really good job of conveying loss, um, there's a couple of them that have Halo 4. People hated Halo 4, and I don't blame them. There's a lot of reasons to hate it, but the story was really well done. Red Dead Redemption. Yes. Both of them. Yes. I I did not beat the second one, mainly because I got stuck on a part and I got mad at it. So what? I, I just watched all the cutscenes. No. <laughs> yep, I spoiled it for myself. It's fine. No. <laughs> yep. You robbed yourself of that. It was just as impactful. No, I it saw, wasn't. I wasn't expecting no, it. No, it wasn't. Oh, here we go. It's there's moments to to get back to the the topic at hand, which is which is sad films. There's moments in films that when they have that weight, I think a a, a sad moment in a movie is just otherworldly if it's done correctly. Like the prime, I keep going back to the whale because it's just the the most recent sad film that I've seen. The ending of that film is just an otherworldly experience. It is unbelievable when he's sitting in that chair crying, facing his daughter for the last time. You just... I saw that movie by myself in a movie theater. I need to watch this movie because you talk about it every time. It is phenomenal. And I will hey, talk... Josh, have you seen The Whale? No, but have you? No. Oh, okay. I'm surprised I haven't seen it because I go to the movies a lot. Wow. Okay, um, Watch sp- party. speaking of really sad things, uh, you have this really sad attempt to become co-host. Are we diving into and that already? We're getting there, yeah, we're running out of time. So. Oh yeah, we have 34 minutes and then it's a hard we shut up. We have a short up. episode today. I was wondering if you had an overrated underrated for me. An overrated underrated for you? Mm. Mm. A movie, a show, a video game. Anything. A song, a yeah. food. Okay. Anything. Um. Overrated... Underrated. Overrated, underrated. Okay, since you got me on the topic. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, overrated. Okay. And I mean that. What's underrated? And what's underrated? I'm going to try and keep it in the same vein here. <laughs> um, underrated. Madden. <laughs> no. That would just not, send him over the edge. Not underrated. I, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say underrated is Modern Warfare 2. I see that game just getting torn apart online. The newest one, the 2022 MW2. It, it got torn apart, and I don't know why. It, I, I, I loved that game. I thought the campaign was I didn't awesome, play it. and I love the multiplayer. I didn't play it. Oh, okay. So there is no scenario where I would ever say Red Dead Redemption 2 is overrated. 
It really is. So let me let it me explain. Really isn't. Let me explain. It really isn't. The game is good. I won't take that away. If from you it. couldn't beat Red Dead Redemption Two, <sighs> you need to reassess what you're doing wrong because that game is not hard at all. I have a temper. It doesn't even have difficulties. That's the problem. I'm not one of those guys that plays games on easy by any means. I typically choose like the middle difficulty where it's that nice little balance. But there are certain moments and certain games, like Dark Souls, for example. I can't play Dark Souls. I went to like $180 of controllers when I bought the first Dark Souls. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And the main reason I can't do it, and I'll explain why. This is, you're going to want to clip this because I'm about to piss off some nerds. Dark Souls is difficulty for no reason other than difficulty. The people who sit there and go, well, that's the challenge of it. That's the fun. That's called masochism. It's a disorder. You should have that looked at. It's f ridiculous. I actually... There's no, write that down. There's no point for it to be that difficult. I bought Dark Souls. Here's my, here's my main beef with this. The aesthetic of Dark Souls is badass. I love it. Knights and dragons and skeletons and, and, and ghosts. It's so friggin' cool. I want to play it so much. I don't have the patience. First time I bought Dark Souls, I booted it up. You, I, I don't even remember how it starts. That's how long ago this was. But I got to a point where I got to a bonfire. And I was like, cool. I've made it to a checkpoint. And then I wandered around for four hours. Not sure. There's no... You don't know where to go. It doesn't tell you where to go. You just go. And I wound up in this swamp... That I wasn't supposed to be, like, my buddy would come over and be like, how did you get there? And I'm like, I don't know, dude, I just ran. He's like, you're not supposed to be here for, like, another 35 levels. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Everything one-shots you. And there's no warning that says, like, hey, cut your losses, maybe don't go that way. You can just, the game just lets you. It's like, oh, yeah, I wonder what might be over there. One-shot skeleton. Oh, do you know what's over there now, loser? Did you drop all your souls? Did you drop all your stuff? You gotta go back and get it. By the way, that skeleton's still over there, and he still can one-shot you. And I got so frustrated with it i was just like you know what i'm out i'm out i really it is painful for me to say this 100 percent agree with thank you. you thank you 100 there's no point in those games dude if something is insanely difficult and you beat it what'd you get what what's the yeah. point in that? Well, I got an achievement for it. Good for and you. And you know what? I'm gonna get roasted for saying this. I will play games on the easiest difficulty. Because I want to I wouldn't go that far. I want to experience the story in a game. That's why I like games nowadays. I play games for the story, for the characters, for the themes, the I music, give... all that stuff. And if I keep dying over and over, I don't care if it's my fault. You don't get to experience if it. If it's my fault. I have to keep doing the same yes. thing over and over and over, and that's not fun. I have a two-hour... For games with difficulty, I give a two-hour limit. If I get stuck on something for more than two hours, the difficulty goes down. Because I don't got that... I'm 32 years old, man. I don't got that kind of time. That being said, the fact that Red Dead Redemption 2 was too difficult for you is embarrassing, and uh, you should be ashamed. It was the part ashamed. where you had to sneak into the army base, and I just got sick of it. The problem, here's the problem with video games. Let me, don't, don't freak out, don't freak out. Let me help We're you. We're running out of time here. Oh, we are. We got 10 minutes. We got 10 minutes. My problem with Red Dead Redemption 2's difficulty portion there is, it, it wasn't even necessarily to do with Red Dead. It was the fact that I had other games that I was playing. So I just stopped playing Red Dead because I knew I was stuck and then I fell into something else and I just never went back. Okay. So for your blasphemy 
I'm going to read you some fan mail that we have. Oh, we're doing that? Yeah. Okay. Um, I received this text message a few weeks ago, and it's about you. How do your fans have your phone number? And I want to read it to you. Can we Can we answer that first? Uh, this is a friend. Oh. Um, the friend is a fan. Do you remember this? We got a lot of friend fans. We do. Okay. You ready? Fan friends? Can you talk into the microphone when you do that, please? We have a lot of fan friends oh, right okay. now. Here okay, go. here we go. This is a shout-out. You know who you are. I'm not going to name them. I will. I've been struggling not to say this, but I can't anymore. Please don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> the videos keep popping up. Josh, period, f***ing write that down, period. Sucks, period. He's awful, period. All over the place, jumpy. Unwatchable. He seems pompous, and I can't see anyone saying he's likable. And I said, ha, 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 I'm going to read this next time to him. And then he said, has he been in three, he's referring to the episodes, Star Wars, the music one, and thought an earlier one, if I had to go in depth, dot, 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 He's so sure of every comment he makes as though it's a fact, but it's just his opinion. And he says it in a way that it feels like if you were to disagree with him, he'd call you a R word. (laughs) Can't say that. Person, dot, dot, dot. And then when you guys commented on the comments, I was like, yeah, that's it. He's a total self-absorbed C word. Looking down on anyone with a different opinion, laugh emoji. And now I just get mad whenever I see his face and quickly swipe the video away. I want to be clear, he's not a watchable evil like Christoph Waltz in The Inglorious Bastards. He just sucks. Jesus Christ, that's a (laughs) reference. And I'm saying this because I want Bing Film to succeed. (laughs) Hold on, it gets better. I'm going. I'm going to demonstrate further. Corey, who's a friend of ours, has this weird rivalry with me that I'll never understand, but I think I'd enjoy you interviewing Corey a thousand times more than Josh. I'd rather watch you and Mikey test a hundred dildos, write that down, than have to see Josh's face one more time. If you guys release a video titled For the Realm, where you test a hundred dildos, I demand to be in the credits. I said, will do. The next day, he texted me. It says, opens phone, dot, 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 dot. Oh, that conversation actually happened. He was drunk. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, drunken words are sober thoughts. So this you, dude hates me. What do you, you got to say to... I know who this is, and I, I wouldn't let it... It doesn't matter. I, I'm not, I'm not, it doesn't like, matter. My feelings aren't hurt. By by any means, I got called a pedophile because of the. Oh, write that down. Uh, I <laughs> these aren't swear words. I'm only writing down your swear okay. words. I got called a, a p word because of the the sound of freedom episode, and we didn't even do anything crazy there. So somebody's saying that I'm obnoxious. That's what I'm going for. Also, the whole like he thinks he's right with everything he says. Two points here. Number one, I have said more more. Look than at a, the camera rip on him. I've said on more than one occasion. Like I don't know what I'm talking about here. I don't know the let's answer. Let's make to up that. a name for him though. I want you to say. Uh, let's call him Alex. My little brother's name is Alex. That's fine. 
That's, that's fine. fine. That's Just fine. use Call that name. Hopefully let's he's not this, watching. Alex, person. if you're watching this, little brother Alex, this is not about you. Alex, if you're watching this, the amount of times I've said that I don't know if something's right or I don't know if I'm right is... It's got to be at least a couple times every episode. And number two, if you're looking for two gentlemanly scholars just Write sitting there down. with monocles sipping on a cognac talking about like debating shit you're on the wrong you're on the wrong podcast you're on the wrong space that's not that's not gonna get anybody's attention if you if you look are you really looking for that are you really looking for a podcast where it's like mm, yes the intricacies of episode two are far outweighing it's uh it's not shortcomings and then the person on the other side of that i disagree i really think they could have done more with the plot like mm, i guess we will uh, just agree to disagree that that sounds boring as shit. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a part of that. And guess what? I'm the co-host, not you. Maybe soon to be. Maybe soon to be co-host. All right, we got to move on to our trivia real quick. We only got a couple minutes yeah, four here. Four minutes. We we are literally on a four minute timer. So when this thing hits thirty four minutes, it's it's over. Okay, here we go. We're gonna do this fast. Go. We're doing the Mandalorian trivia. Okay, let's go. We 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 are we are ticking. What bounty hunter does the Mandalorian team up with to capture the child? Hang on, hang on. Before you answer this, if you get this trivia best of five right, you get to ask him trivia questions next week. Here's the problem. I, I've only watched each season of the Mandalorian once. It's multiple so choice. Be, gonna, it's IG-88, final answer. Uh, that is incorrect. That's not true. He literally teams you, up with IG-88. You should have waited for me to read. That's I, bullshit. IG-88 is what opens the... Door. It's IG-11. Write that down. Bullshit! Is it seriously? Yeah. He's a... I got it right here. Okay, moving on. That's one wrong. You should have waited for me to read it. Was IG-88 in a comic? We'll get there. God. What creature does Mando learn to ride on Arvala 7? Oh my god, dude. Multiple choice. Zabrak, Bantha, Nagrai, or Blurg? It's a Blurg. Final answer? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Okay, you're one for one. Okay. What did fans name the child? Baby Yoda. Correct. Okay. One more and you win. Oh, man. There's, there's actually eight questions. Oh. So he's got to get six out of eight. Goff. Five out of eight. Thank you. That's like a D. Go! What is the name of the Mandalorian's ship? The Razorcrest. Correct. Okay, he's got to get six out of eight. <laughs> Yeah, these are pretty easy. In the first episode of The Mandalorian, oh, no. Mando's myth mithril bounty mentions trying to get home for which holiday? Your options are Life Day, Freedom Day, Durin's Day, Colonial Day. It's Life Day. Final answer? Yes. Correct. This one, these are all easy. I'm fine with that. Keep it rolling. What is The Mandalorian's armor made of? Beskar. Correct. What is the Mandalorian's name? Din Djarin. Correct. Wow. When does the Mandalorian take place? Uh, it is after episode six, before episode seven. Do you know how long after episode six? Uh, is it for ABY? For ABY? After the Battle of Yavin. Is that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> what? What is it? It's five years. Oh, That's oh, ass that cheeks. So I, I gotta say, you really showed up from your last time. Yeah, that I, was good. That, what'd you? Um, you only like got two add, wrong. Yeah, uh, I would like to add quick that uh, IG88 is from the 2022 video game Lego Star Wars. Oh no! 
I've never played that either, so I don't even know how I. Uh, two minutes. I what are your suggestions? Oh. Real quick. Sad oh, my movies. suggestions. Sad movies. Uh, my suggestions uh, for sad films. If you're looking for a good cry, uh, I'm gonna recommend The Whale. That's gonna be my recommendation. Um, but I'm also well. No, you know what? Let me mix it up because nope. I talked about That's The Whale. Good. You got it, Eric. Your turn. No, talk have, about it. Like I need to come minute. up with something. He's coming no, up with one. Uh, we're also gonna. I'm, I'm gonna talk about uh, if if you're looking for a good sob. What's a good movie? Uh, is it? Oh God, I forget. CL Punk. That'll make you cry. That's a good sad. Um, I'm gonna suggest Click. I'm also gonna suggest Charlotte's Web. I'm also gonna suggest Charlotte. Yes, Charlotte. <gasps> Charlotte. Charlotte. The new short film Charlotte, brought to you by uh, Bink Film, coming out on October 20th. You should check it out. That might make you cry. But anyways, thank you for watching. We really appreciate you spending your time with us. Uh, whether it's evening, morning, afternoon, I really appreciate you watching us. I have been your co-host, Joshua Rivers. This has been the host, Eric Gordonberg. You can find him on social media at the handle Eric Gordonberg on all forms of social media. You can also find our director, Michael Darwinberg, with the handle Michael Darwinberg on all forms of social media. You can also find me on social media on TikTok and Instagram with the handle Stop That Rivers. I don't post a lot. I'm working on it sooner or later. So... Thanks for watching. We'll see you on the next episode. Oh, and on the next episode, we'll talk about the Instagram ban. Oh, yeah. yeah. We forgot to cover that. Yep. So. We'll cover that on the next episode. Pink next Film episode, you'll find out. Podcast is on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Bink Film Podcast is on Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram. And if you are just watching this, you should follow our channels, uh, Bink Film, where we cover indie films. And you can take a look at the catalog of independent films made by Bink Film. You're sure to enjoy them. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Cut. Go get us nacho cheese. Oh, nachos. Oh, I'm so what? hungry. They gotta have some at. Are we not on a hard time limit right now? Yeah.